apotheosing for like that. And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as ever by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Cork and Castlehaven footballer Mark Collins should be looking forward to a Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final against Kerry this Sunday. But the GAA season is on hold with the current crisis. We caught up with him to talk about county, club, his injury setback earlier this year, how he's keeping himself busy without football and what Castle Haven means to him. And we're going to hear from Mark in a few minutes. But before we do, Kieran, I think it's important to tell the listeners what's coming up in this week's Southern Star and on the Star Sport podcast, another episode of which will be released on Thursday because we're going to launch a campaign we've been talking about for a number of weeks that campaign is called the best in the west it's our search for west cork's greatest ever sports person so kieran what can people expect in thursday's paper and on the star sport podcast on thursday i suppose thursday's paper jack what we have we've a two-page special where we reveal the shortlist of 16 local sports stars who are in the reckoning and the running for the best in the west title so it's the great and the good of west cork sport over the last 50 years um, like we said, we've had much deliberation and plenty of arguments of who to include in this last 16. And I think we're quite happy that we have um, some of the best best athletes that West Cork has ever produced from a variety of different sports. So people will have to pick up Thursday Southern Star to see who, who has made the shortlist. And also with this competition kicking off next Monday, um, and we're going to run it on Twitter polls, we also have to draw for the last 16 so people on Thursday Southern Star will discover who is facing who and what sports are facing what sports as Best in the West gets underway. And that actually ties in to the Best in the West podcast that will be out early on Thursday morning where myself, Jack and Joe McCarthy, um, LGFA Journalist of the Year, he joined us for a chat about the Best in the West. We looked at the, the 16 different and local sports stars who were in the running for it and we also held the draw for the last 16 live which people can watch on on Thursday morning so um, so that's the podcast and best in the West that's both on Thursday morning as well as that there's loads in this week's uh, Southern Star Sports section 16 pages packed with action and what's very interesting is Tom Lyons has picked his best Caribbean football team of the last 50 years um and it's an incredible 15 when you see it put down. There's one player who's still playing, making the, the last 15. And I'm not going to give away his identity. Readers can find that out on on Thursday. But um, it's an incredible team. And I'd actually say, Jack, that the Carberry football team that Tom Lyons has picked, it would beat most inter-county teams. It's that good. When you see the calibre of players down that have played for the various clubs in Carberry over the years it's Jesus it's just it's a superb team so that's well worth checking out um, also in Thursday Southern Star my column focuses on a player on era called Amanda Murphy um, go back to the Cork Ladies football team when they were starting their dominant phase at 2005 Amanda was a starter in that team as a 16 year old 
She won four All-Irelands in four years, starting each final. Um, she racked up some huge achievements at that time. But then when she was 19, she just walked away from, from Cork football. And I was chatting to Eamon Ryan and Ollie Cleary about this, and they both were of the opinion that she was one of the most gifted players on a Cork jersey. She would have been a multi-all-star award winner. She would have won a lot more All-Irelands than she did for Cork. Um, and she's almost a forgotten player, Jack, because when we talk, have conversations about the greatest Cork lady football players of, of all time, you have the Nuddy Clearies, Rena Buckley's, Breach Cork Clearies, Breed Stack, and all those, Geraldine O'Flynn, Deirdre O'Reilly, and so on. But Amanda Murphy's name is never mentioned, despite her starting the first four finals. And when she did play, she started. So um, I discovered a lot about her, and she was an incredible talent, what she won between three All-Ireland under-14 titles, three All-Ireland under-16 titles, three or four All-Ireland minor titles, up and down from Beira a couple of times a week for training. So that's a really interesting piece in this Thursday's Southern Star. Um, I won't go through everything, but I have to say, Carberry Senior Football Manager Tim Buckley has put forward a very interesting proposition on how GA pitches should be opened. And I think that'll be of interest for... Um, a lot of GA folk out there and even folk from different sports who are keen to get back on the rugby fields and the soccer fields um, Tim feels that this can be achieved and he explains his thoughts and vision on this in this Thursday's Southern Star and there's a lot more besides that Jack including interviews with Emer Skelly Finine, Witcherly um, uh, Martin Walsh has a really interesting motorsport piece on a, on a, on a BMW and a very specific BMW that belonged to Dennis Cronin in, in, in Ballylickey. So it's worth it for that as well. Martin has traced the history of that car, a very iconic Beamer. So loads going on in this week's Southern Star in shops and online on Thursday morning. Yeah, it'll be in shops across West Cork and beyond from Thursday morning, as Kieran said. And if you can't make it to the shops, you can get a copy online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash epaper and you can read the Southern Star for as little as two euro per week. But Kieran, let's switch now to this week's interview. And you had the chance to catch up with Cork and Castlehaven man Mark Collins a little earlier on. Uh, we're going to play the interview in full in a few minutes. But before we do, maybe give us a sense of how Mark is and how he's been getting on during this pandemic, during the lockdown. Like we know at this stage, athletes struggle as much as the common man with lockdown. He's gone through the full seven. He's got through seven series of homeland since lockdown began. So he's definitely keeping himself occupied. And as was from Mark and the Cork footballers, all things if COVID nineteen wasn't here. I know kind of what I'm saying now, but if it wasn't here, this would be the week of building up to a Cork Kerry Munster Senior Football Semi Final in Parky Cueve this Sunday, and that would have been a, a huge occasion again. Um, the Cork footballers are, are making. Um, good noises this year five wins in a row in Division 3 of the National Football League before the, the season was um, kind of put on hold so I was actually looking forward to this game from very early on in the year because Cork put it up to Kerry in last year's game at, at Parky Cueve um, really asked serious questions of this Kerry team so I was looking forward to seeing how Cork kind of squared up to them again because Kerry have stepped on uh, um, to another level so um, we're not going to get the answers to that so that's why I wanted to catch up with Mark this week because it would have been, it should have been a preview ahead of Cork Kerry in a Munster semi-final, but it's not. So we talked about, I suppose, football and lockdown, his own 
opinion of what the football season will be like this year. Um, but a good chat about Castlehaven because um, his father, Francis Collins, is uh, from the famous kind of Collins dynasty in Castlehaven. So I wanted to see how much Castlehaven means to Mark and how much he knew about Castlehaven as a youngster growing up and even his relationship with Brian Hurley, the two of a telepathic connection when they're on the football field. So we talked um, we talked about all that. So it was a very interesting chat. And what surprised me um, when I was just getting ready to talk to Mark is that he's he's 30 years of age. Um, he just And I said to him during the interview, and you'll hear it, he's got these boyish looks. Like if you if you saw him on the street, you might think he's, 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 a, he's 21 or 22. But all of a sudden, Mark Collins is, is 30 years of age. And um, he's one of the top footballers Cork footballers of, of his generation and he's come along at a time when the Cork footballers have struggled you know kind of there's not been much success for, for Mark at county level over the years but um, he's hoping that will turn um, whether it's this year or next year nobody knows but he's quite confident that the Cork football team is pointed in the right direction that they're they're inching towards where they want to be um, so yeah it was good to catch up with Mark Delighted to be joined in the Star Sport podcast by Castlehaven and Cork footballer Mark Collins. Um, Mark, we should be looking forward to Munster Senior Football Semi-Final Cork v Kerry this Sunday at Parky Cueve. You can just picture it, a 2pm throw-in, lovely sunny Sunday on the side and a massive championship game. Obviously, that's not going to happen um, and we don't know when football will be back next. So just to get your own thoughts on what's going on at the moment first, um, there's... We don't know when the football season or the GA season will return. What are your own thoughts on that? Do you think you'll get to play football this year? Yeah, so I suppose it's a very strange situation that we find ourselves in at the moment. Um, it's very hard to predict what's going to happen, to be honest with you, Kieran. My own personal opinion is on it is that, you know, I probably find it you know, hard to see us playing while social distancing is being applied in this country, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I, there's been a... Um, the dropping cases over the last couple of weeks has been very positive so hopefully you know when we start to open up things again if they can keep the cases down that we might look to some of the football later on in the year but um, as you said as you said like um, Clark Kerry this Sunday should be a great occasion like and it, it's just this time of year you really start missing the matches don't you you've actually printed my next question Mark because I was going to say like this week should be the build up to what would have been a fantastic occasion in Parky Cueve is it now that you really kind of it hits home that there is no football this year? Because like as footballers, you enjoy nothing more than the build up to a kind of a Cork Cork v Kerry game. And are are you missing it now this week more more, more than other weeks? Or yeah, it was actually a couple of weeks ago. It, it hit me really for the first time. You know, um, we did a, a bit of a charity thing at home with Castlehaven, and um, I got out early on the bank holiday Sunday morning and did a run. And I just came home from it, and I said, "God, I'd love to be going out to the park now today to watch Cork and Limerick." And it kind of hit home for the first time, like that there's no, there's no championship action so far this summer, and like it isn't looking very realistic at the moment. So it is really this time of year you start missing it. Is it kind of even more frustrating for you in a way because you got injured kind of at the very start of the year? I think it was it was the McGrath Cup against Tipperary that was just the, the second of January, so you haven't seen much action at all this year. Yeah, it's a strange situation to be honest. Um, you know, yeah, that was the the second of January, I think, and played no football at all this year. I've played no games since then. And, you know, over the years, I suppose I've been very lucky here and I've been very rarely injured. So, like, not to play any match in five months has been a very strange situation for me. So, you know, definitely missing it at the moment anyway. 
like you said earlier, you haven't played any football since the very start of January, but you had a front row seat, Mark, to watch the, I suppose, the Cork footballers win five out of five in Division 3 of the National Football League, and Cork were odds on, you could say, for promotion back up to Division 2 and a spot in the Division 3 League final until the season was halted. And you must have been happy at the progress the team was making this year. Yeah, it was all very positive. You know, they did exactly what was asked out of them, and, you know, that was win matches in Division 3. You know, everyone had them down as favourites going into the year, but as you know, like those matches, none of them are going to be easy won and they had to win them. And like we had a lot of young guys come onto the panel and it was great to see them show up so well in those matches. And as I said, it was a very positive start and things were looking up, you know, and the camp, there was a great atmosphere around the camp and we were really looking forward to what was coming ahead. So if you could even go back to last summer when Cork got through to the Super 8s, like that was, suppose we saw the, the first real shoots of this kind of football recovery that we're all hoping for. Because if you go back before that, it has been a kind of up and down five or six years for, for Cork football. And it must be frustrating sometimes to kind of, to know there's so much potential in this Cork team, but you just weren't hitting the heights that you know you're capable of. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, um, I suppose we've always said over the last few years, like there's been plenty of potential in Cork, but unfortunately our, our performances have been very disappointing. So it was, it was positive last year to get a couple of good performances. Um, obviously, you know, we probably didn't win any of the big matches and we knew that was something we really had to work on this year. But, you know, like even last year, there was that bit of feel-good factor around the place. Like if you met anyone on the street or anything, it was all positive talk about Cork football, which was good because over the last few years, you know, if you met anyone, all they'd ask you is what's going wrong. And, but like it was good to hear, geez, you're flying at the moment. And um, it was all positive around the place. So we were really hoping that we could build on that this year. It's probably good news for Kerry so that this game didn't go ahead because Cork are building up a kind of a, a big head of steam. So we don't know what, what would happen in, in, in Cork and Cueve on, 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 on Sunday. But Mark, I can't believe you're 30 years of age. When I was checking out kind of different stats and stuff, you're 30 and you still, you, you the boyish looks of a young fella who's still in his, in, in his early 20s. So kind of, Thanks, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of 30 now. You're one of the elder statesmen, you could say, of, of, of this Cork football team. And you mentioned there about these young fellas coming up after was the under-20 team of last year and I suppose the, the Cork minor team won in All-Ireland 2 in 2019. The future of Cork football, does it, the conveyor belt looks pretty strong. Yeah, like, you know, as you said, I'm 30 there now and I suppose when I first came on the panel, Cork were going very well at the time, but like, it's crazy to believe this is my 10th year on the panel and, you know, it's gone so fast. And like, that, that's what I'd be saying to the young fellas now on the panel, like, you can changed so quickly like we were doing very well at under 21 level as well that time and we really didn't push on at senior level so you know it's just it's really important now that we drive on and like that the, these young fellas show what they've been showing at underage level be it last year's under 17s or last year's under 20s you know it's important that we can drive on with them now. You mentioned your injury kind of earlier on how, we, how is that rehab going are you fully fully fit now fully recovered from it? Yeah it was a strange one to be honest I just I, I pulled up at half time in that uh, Tip McGrath Cup game and um, like, oh, we were kind of in a comfortable enough position at the time so Colin Lane our physio said not to take any chances we, and we, at the start we just thought it was a, a bit of a groin strain and a couple of weeks of an injury but it, it kind of turned out to be more of something that was you know at me maybe uh, going back a couple of years so um, it just took a little bit longer but absolutely 100% now and would be itching for road if we could if we could have any game and as well like we've obviously mentioned the Cork Vicary Munster semi-final which should have been on this Sunday but also the, the, the New Look County Senior kind of um, football championships were due to be kind of unveiled this year too and 
Castlehaven were in the, the kind of West Cork group, group of dates, which would have been fantastic here for, for us in the Southern Star because I was really looking forward to that with, with so many derbies on the, on, on the horizon. But just on Castlehaven for a second, just to go, go back to the very start, Mark. Um, obviously, your, your father, Francis, is one of the, the famous Collins brothers, that kind of that dynasty down in, in Castlehaven. I think there were six or seven of them who, who played with, with Castlehaven. Were you very aware very early just of how important Castlehaven was to your family? Yeah, well, I suppose, you know, from a very young age, I was involved with them. Like, I was a mascot in 1994. My father was, kind of, my uncle Christy was um, selector at that time. And, you know, always, even in 97, I did water on the sideline with my father for the, the Bearer final. So, like, I was always involved, always at trainings growing up and everything. So it was always read into me what Castlehaven meant to the to the family and to the parish. You mentioned that, that picture of you as a four-year-old. I got great mileage out of that over the years. I think I've used it <laughs> three or four times at least. That was your that was yourself and Colin O'Driscoll. Colin was decked out in the um in the, the O'Donovan Rasa colours that day. And that's the day too, you were telling me before, Mark, that um you were sent to that photo shoot with a jersey that was what, 10, 10, 10 sizes too big? Yeah, I think it was my father's gear. So it did, I think my mother was given the job of um bringing me to for the photo. So when she saw Colm O'Driscoll in pristine condition and me wearing my father's gear 10 times too big for me. It didn't go down too well at home. <laughs> she, she went home a crass woman, I think. Like, like, like you even said there, like from a four-year-old, like you were kind of, you were kind of interwoven in what Cassidhaven meant to kind of, to you and your, and your family and so on. And James McCarthy was telling me before as well about the, the first game you played, I, I think for Cassidhaven, he said you came on as a 16-year-old in an under-21 game and you just kind of, you took to the stage straight away, kind of, what was it like playing for the club that your father and all your uncles and stuff were so heavily involved in and, and their fingerprints were all over that club? Yeah, I suppose it was a great privilege, you know, and I just see what it means to a lot of them. Like I have two uncles in, in New York and it means as much to them as it is to any of the lads at home, you know, they're, they're obsessed with it and, it, you know, just, just seeing what it means to the family and stuff and that I can contribute to any bit of, you know, pride or happiness for them really, really makes me proud as well. You were part of the Castlehaven team in 2010, weren't you, that won the, won the county title. And that almost kind of spurred on the senior success that kind of, kind of happened after that. Kind of, any recollections of that, that, that 2010 win over Gallen College? Because it seemed pretty emphatic. Yeah, we, were, <laughs> we had a couple of great games that year. Um, I think we beat the Bears in the quarterfinal, who were a very good team. But we might have been a small bit lucky in, um, against Gallen College in the final day. The last who went to America that year. Um, Liam Jennings and JP Murphy would have all been that age went on to be very good senior players and we might have been a small bit lucky that the scoreline looks, looks emphatic but they were missing a good few of their main fellas so maybe that it doesn't tell the full story I have to say Mark you've been very diplomatic in that answer because I'm looking here at the scoreline there was Castlehaven 2-13 and Valen Colleague 1-3 so kind of like, like you said, it's I seems... think Kieran, our, our goalkeeper saved a couple of penalties as well the same day so. <laughs> that, that probably explains something so but yeah. even with that Yourself and Brian Hurley, you played together the whole way up, and you've always had this brilliant relationship. Even to watch you on the football field, whether it's with, it's with Cork or Castlehaven, you always seem to be able to kind of spot them and find them. What you put that connection down to? I, I suppose you know, like over the years, my kind of my role has been a um, centre forward, maybe or midfield, trying to get the ball into the full forward line. And to be fair to Brian, he is an unbelievable man to show, like he'll always look for the ball even even if he's two or three yards behind his man Brian will be shouting for it so he, he makes he makes any guy's job playing outside easy you know he'll always show for it and he um he's a great ball winner so 
I suppose we over the years we probably just got used to playing with each other a good bit and you know we're very good friends as well we lived with each other in Cork for a few years so we're the best of friends as well so that probably probably helps a bit. You mentioned there you were you're were, you were centre forward and you like getting centre forward but that be your preferred position because you've seen especially club level or sorry county level over the years you've been tried out in in various different positions and I was chatting to John Cleary last year and he was telling me that he thinks centre forward is your best position that's when club and county can get the most out of you. If, if, if you could pick in an ideal situation where you could dictate to the manager where to play Mark Collins, where would you ideally like to play Mark? Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, it isn't, you know, I've played a lot of football at midfield with Castlehaven as well over the years and I really enjoy it out there as well because maybe you get a small bit more freedom there, you know, at centre forward a lot of the time now, you know, with mass defences and stuff, you can be you can be picked up pretty well there. So I'd actually say at club level anyway, midfield over the over the years has been my favourite position, to be honest with you. What are you doing these days and weeks to keep yourself entertained? You're obviously training away and keeping yourself in, in, in pristine condition, but outside of football, what are you doing just to, to help pass the days and the weeks? So I, I work for um I work for my father's uh, accountancy business. Um he's based in, in Cork and in Skibbereen. But um luckily enough I'm able to work from home for him, but we've been quite quiet. Um, the last few weeks um, so doing a small bit of work and then I suppose plenty of cooking and even trying a small bit of baking at the moment um, and then Netflix and training just keeps keeps you ticking over. Sean White was on the, the podcast a couple of weeks ago and we had a chat about Ozark because we were both at the same stage of Ozark at the same time and I actually just finished it the weekend just gone and what a brilliant series what are your recommendations? What are you watching on Netflix at the moment? Um, so to start the start of the lockdown, we actually started um, Homeland here. We got through the seven series on, on <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> so that, 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 that kept us going for a while. It was very good. Um, my favourite one on Netflix, though, would probably be Line of Duty. Um, would really recommend it if you haven't seen it anyway. I'm very new to the world of Netflix. I only joined up a couple of weeks ago. So I'm kind of... I've always you, seen should it. Try that, that, you should try that one. That, that's very good. All I've seen is Tiger King the, watching The Last Dance and Ozark. And besides that, I haven't a clue what's going on. So yeah. any, any recommendations? I was on Twitter over the weekend as well, asking for recommendations, what to watch. So kind of feel free to fire any suggestions my way. Yeah, I'd highly recommend those too anyway. Yeah. And all good stuff. Come here, Mark. Thank you so much for giving up your time to join us on the, on the podcast. Hopefully we will see some bit of action at some stage of the year. Like you said, we don't know right now what's going to happen. It's probably a waiting game to see how how things pan out over the next couple of months, but hopefully we'll get to see you in Cork and Castlehaven colours before too long again. No worries. Thanks a million, Kieran. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Just a reminder then before we wrap up this week to keep an eye on Thursday's Southern Star where we'll have the final 16 contenders in our Best in the West competition, which is our research to find West Cork's greatest ever sports person. There'll also be a special edition of the Star Sport podcast where myself, Kieran, and Jerry McCarthy will be debating the final 16 and maybe discussing some of the omissions. So be sure to tune in for that if you want to get angry. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. 
We'll be back on Thursday, as I said. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show. Stop.